You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thank you so much for listening in. We are in part two of a two-part series on prayer. And so throughout the month of March, David has been going through the topic of prayer in his sermon series. And so this podcast series is to provide some supplemental material and talking points for you as parents as you listen in. So last episode was about the power of praying parents, and you can go back and listen to that. Today, we're going to talk about raising prayerful kids. Now, the sermon series that David is going through is called Victory. So David, remind us, why is the series called Victory? Well, as you see in the Bible, repeatedly, prayer should bring results. Uh, Whenever people were confronted with different issues, no matter if it was a king surrounded by um, a very hostile army or Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, prayer brought a sense of answer. So the series is entitled Victory because we want to experience prayer that wins, prayer that gives results. Yeah. Well, last episode, we kind of started to define Mm -hmm. prayer. So why don't you refresh our listeners or for the first time of those who are listening in, how would you define prayer? Yeah, for me, it's simply conversing with God. Mm -hmm. It's in that close personal relationship with him. You talk to him and literally he talks to you through his word and sometimes through subtle impressions and other guidances. But it's that relationship where you converse Mm -hmm. with God and prayer is the means by which that happens. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that word relationship too, because I think prayer is more than just a utilitarian thing that you're in a relationship. And so, yes, you do talk, but there's also that listening that's kind of a rhythm that develops throughout your day. And listening is not as easy as it sounds, because when you're listening for God's voice, oftentimes it's a whisper and um, you have to be alert and you have to be able to box out the other noises. Yeah. You have to be discerning enough to know which is his voice and which is not his voice. Every voice we hear in our head is not from God. Yeah. You know, and that's, again, another reason to know his word, because he won't contradict his word. But yeah. that voice it's really, I think training our heart to hear God's voice might be one of the most important things that we do mm. while we're on planet earth. Yep. Yeah. The talking and listening, mm-hmm. the pouring out of hopes, dreams, desires mm-hmm. in this relationship mm-hmm. that is founded on grace exactly. with, with our heavenly father. Well, I want to give you a couple phrases and let you complete the phrase. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with this in. So how would you finish the sentence? The parents that pray together. Okay. You know, everybody out there is going, the parents that pray together, stay together. <laughs> so cliche, but you can look at the hard data. And yeah. since that little phrase was developed, a lot of sociologists have done a lot of study. Yeah. And the data, I mean, if anything, I'll understate it because like one study said that parents that just pray together every day have a one out of 800 divorce rate. One out of 800 marriages. Some say it's higher. And I even heard Dr. Phil quote that. So of course it must be true. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, there's a, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Everybody goes, Oh, the divorce rates one out of two, even for Christians. Well, that's just not true. Not for believing prayerful, Mm. sincere Christians. The divorce rates, not out of one, one Mm -hmm. out of two, maybe for cultural people or cultural Christians are people that write Christian on their sure, data, sure. but the, the family that simply even, and, and they used the word, if husbands and wives pray together, yeah. they use that, that phrase. And then the divorce rate was pretty low. Yeah. I guess for me, it'd be, um, husbands and wives who pray together, see results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. they, they see results mm-hmm. because first of all, there's great power in prayer. And when you mm-hmm. pray in faith, if that happens individually, how much more when you have two people yeah. in agreement praying for something? Right. So I just think parents that pray together see results. Yeah. Well, and that was Jesus' idea when he said, when two or three of you yeah. agree in prayer, 
there I am and you know you'll have whatever you ask I know there's some I know there's some boundaries we can't have everything we want mm-hmm. but within reason and with it being in God's will it's a it's a bold statement on his yeah. part but and I, I think when you love Jesus agreement. Whole, yeah the agreement yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's the key mm-hmm. um, and and when you love Jesus you're only going to pray what he wants you to pray right that that's part of the deal too so that's that relationship where you're so closely mm-hmm. aligned with him you're going to yeah. hear his will for your lives then you just pray his will yeah but why do you think that yeah. stat is the way it is what, what does prayer do for a husband and That's wife? That's a great question. I've never heard anybody ask, ask it like that. I'm going to guess that, like David says, prayer actually means something. Prayer has mm-hmm. results. Not always exactly what we think, but it has some kind of result. And so when a husband and wife pray together, they are probably going to get stronger in their walk with the Lord, which I think is worth a ton. Yeah. Then I believe they're going to get stronger in their relationship with each other. So those two things are going to make it much less likely to divorce. Yeah. yeah, I think prayer is the super glue of relationship with God. When you're individually praying a lot, that glues you to the Lord Jesus. It makes you one. You abide in Him. He abides in you. You're in Christ. He's in you. And that intimate personal relationship that we talk a lot about. So if I'm doing that, and Marilyn's doing that, and we're especially doing that together. That means the spiritual superglue in my life is now supergluing us together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Jesus said, God is spirit. And if we're indeed united through Jesus, who's spirit, he's made us spiritually one. Again, that's the superglue that holds you together. And that's what Jesus meant in Matthew 19 when he said, what God, who is spirit, has joined you together, there's no person, flesh and blood, who can ever separate you. And that is kind of reassuring because to me that says you don't have to have a PhD to have a good marriage. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to have a good marriage. It can happen anywhere in the world. And haven't we seen some precious believing faithful families all over the world, simple, with very little education. I think God put the bar down low so that he wants the marriages to work. He wants the families to work. And I think if you could add to the spiritual praying together, then worshiping and reading God's word together and serving together and doing other spiritual disciplines as well, you're talking about super glue on steroids. (laughs) And I would say probably the stats for those folks who do all of those things together, it's almost impossible to get a divorce. Yeah. Well, I'm going to kind of go off course to come back onto the topic. But, you know, when I do marriage counseling, the thing I always say is we put in so much effort, you know, from three to six to a year's worth of time into the wedding day planning. But marriage preparation, it takes a lifetime. And so the things that you just said, David, about prayer, Bible study, uh, worshiping time, together, worship together. Yep, time and community, all those things strengthen. So don't just focus on yourself as an individual, yeah. but to strengthen your marriage in these ways as well. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be massive amounts. That's yep. the thing. I think yep. little over a long time is yep. better than. And, and we experience couples who get overwhelmed by this idea, and we say, "Look, just take each other's hand one time a week, yep. and take five minutes. Begin with that, Start and just say, little. "Honey, where's your heart? You know, honey, where's your heart? Listen to each other's heart, and then take." five minutes to pray each other's heart. How yep. hard is that? Yep. And that mm-hmm. begins the process of understanding praying together. Yeah. Well, Abby and, and I try to pray before we fall asleep, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to reiterate that. Well, and again, I don't even always feel like, or I didn't feel like when the kids were at home that I had to pray right then and there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would just say, what can I be praying for? Period. And I don't yeah. have to always take their hand and pray at the moment. Sometimes I'd let them go. They wouldn't even know if I prayed. And then a couple of days later, I might check and say, hey, you asked me to pray for what? Did something happen? And um, and they would go, yeah, as a matter of fact, it did. Mm. And Todd, don't forget the power 
of going over to your child's bed after he or she has fallen asleep and just gently stroke their hair and pray a prayer over them. We have a friend who had a child who was acting out, and so he would every night do Mm -hmm. that and pray Ephesians 6, the full armor of God, over his child. And amazingly, within a couple of days, all of the symptoms of craziness (laughs) went away as he just prayed the full armor of God over his child while his child slept. There's just Mm -hmm. something beautiful about a parent with spiritual oversight Mm -hmm. of their child taking that responsibility and they're asleep, and they don't even know they're being prayed for, yet they are. How beautiful is that? Well, I believe that God is always up to something good, but in some ways it seems like prayer invites God in. You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if it's you, David, but it has shared that God is a gentleman, Mm -hmm. that he's not going to force himself Mm -hmm. in, and prayer is that invitation, like, God, Mm -hmm. I surrender. Mm -hmm. And so please, take control. Mm -hmm. Like You are Lord over this, over my life and my family. You know, it's funny. I was telling Marilyn the other day in reading through Joshua, which I'm doing in my quiet time every day right now, when uh, he was in battle and and the sun stood still, that was his simple prayer. He said, "Sun, stand still." Mm-hmm. And I said to her, "Let's develop three word, three word prayers, prayers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that, that we sun stand still yeah. to our children." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> son and so daughter. So they can stay outside yeah. longer. And we can get more work done. Yeah. Uh, but you you know, help yeah. me, Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all yours. I mean, things yeah. like that yeah. that are just so simple that even yeah. a child could pray. That right. much more adults can. Right. So that was a simple insight that yeah. we. He had the other I've heard day one author, her, her prayers are, I think it's help, thanks, wow, mm-hmm. are the three prayers, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, we, we have the sentence that the, the parents that pray together, well, let's expand it a little mm-hmm. bit because we're talking about raising the prayerful children. kids. Mm-hmm. So what about the family that prays together? How would you finish that one? You know, David's been talking about results and victory. And we love Mm -hmm. to tell the kids and remind them that the Greek word for victory is Nike. So everybody gets that. But I do think that there's something powerful about God's victory. It says it's through faith. So as we're teaching the kids to, to pray bold prayers... And as these prayers get answered, I think the family that prays together probably builds strong and courageous faith. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I'd say the family that prays together sees results. <laughs> I mean, I hate to sound like a broken record here, but you know, if mom and dad yeah. pray together, that gets results. How much more uh, mom and dad and one, two, three, yeah. five kids praying together? They they see even more the prayer of agreement yeah. operating and God's power moving. Well, yeah. and the thing too, I think God's so creative. Sometimes results mean, well, we know we've talked about this all the time. We were praying for a child's friend and that friend comes to Christ. But prayer can also mean, as it's happened in our case a couple of times, we started praying for a country that we didn't know yeah. anything about. And then in two cases I know of, we ended up in the president's office of mm. that country, once in the Sudan and once in Burundi. And this was nothing we orchestrated, but the kids knew we had prayed. So we decided it was really good to invite them into some of these bold and daring prayers. And then that carried over into saying, well, where do you want to make our, our giving at the end of the year? You know, we have a mm. Christmas Eve yeah. offering that we do as a family. Where should we give? And oh, well, let's go on a missions trip together. Let's go to Brazil or to a place in Africa. Let's go to some of these places. So the, I think prayer, once they see that prayer is the flywheel that gets really exciting life adventures going, I think they're going to be more likely to pray. And Todd, we pray for specific things for our kids that some folks might not think is very godly, but we pray you know, things like 
Lord, David needs to have a good basketball game tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. He yeah. needs that for his own encouragement or whatever. Help him. If you don't mind, please, Lord, score mm-hmm. 20 points tonight. Yeah. And if you yeah. say, no, that's fine, we'll accept mm-hmm. that. But he needs that. So we pray specifically mm-hmm. about those kind of things that may seem from some, oh, that's not very spiritual. But for us, we go, well, that's their life. That's who they are. Why not pray well, for that? It was actually kind of a good strategy to think that way because <laughs> what we were saying in our kids' cases the sports were important. For somebody else's children, it might be something else. But when we were praying about the things that were really on their heart and their hopes and dreams, that made them see that, you know, gosh, this is a pretty awesome God that we serve. If he if he can be trusted with these things that are so important to us, yeah. you know, I mean, he cares that's really about good. ravens and he lilies cares in the about, field. Yeah. I mean, over hairs on yeah, your we head. We encourage them to pray those kind of prayers. Yeah. And, right. And, and not just supposedly spiritual things. Yeah, so we prayed one time for Michael who needed uh, a cut on a, a swimming meet that would allow him to go to the next level. And it was the last swim of the last day, yeah. and he made it by 0. 0.02 seconds. It was mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, you yeah. think about that. That's quicker than a blink of an eye. Right. And yet he yeah. made it. And we just believe in faith. And he saw it that God gave him 0. 0.02 seconds. And yeah. it encouraged yeah. his swim career, which is who he is right now. That yeah. and the breakfast that I made him that morning. <laughs> I reminded him of that as well. Prayer and delicious <laughs> breakfast. spiritual on me, do you, honey? Prayer and a good breakfast. <laughs> what was that old uh, Augustine quote? Uh, um, he said, I pray like it all depends on God, yeah. but uh, yeah, I work like it all depends That's on right. me. Or that Revolutionary War slogan. Um, I trust God, but I keep the gunpowder dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that we believe in family ministry, and I know we believe this at our church, but we believe that parents are the primary spiritual leaders and influence in the life of their children in their home. And the church is to partner with the family, not to replace the family. And so I'm going to include all form of parent in this one. So whether you're married or divorced, a single parent, a foster parent, grandparents, God has given parents the special privilege and Mm -hmm. responsibility to shape the life and faith of their kids. And prayer is a key part of that. Mm -hmm. And them teaching and modeling what prayer looks like in an individual life, especially their children. So let's get basic. How can parents explain prayer to their kids in a way that is relatable and understandable Mm -hmm. to the phase of life that they're in? You know, I think it changes as they get older. I think the parent has to almost be a scientist of their child. Study that child. What age are they in? What really grabs their heart? Um, And I think most children love it when you get real specific. So what I did with ours when they were little is I tried to help them not just pray for world peace, but let's narrow this down a little bit. If you want to see something, let's pray so that you'll know when the answer comes. So being alert. In fact, Psalm 5.3 says, morning by morning. I lay my requests before you, Lord, and then I eagerly watch for the answers. So I would encourage them to be specific in their little childlike way. This is what we're going to lay before the Lord. Now let's eagerly watch for the answers. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. I would say too, Todd, just the simple idea of how I learned to make prayer meaningful for me. Again, as I mentioned, I think maybe in the previous podcast, was sitting on a park bench and imagining mm-hmm. Jesus is with me. Mm-hmm. And we just have a conversation. We just talk. And I think we shared with our children, just imagine you are talking to your closest friend, which he is. And, yeah. and that's how you pray. It's not really that difficult. Yeah. You were trying to really encourage them to practice, you know, like the old saint said, practice the presence. Practice the but, presence but that of takes, God, it's, yeah. it's funny we keep using that word practice because prayer takes practice. 
developing an awareness of the presence of God takes practice. Watching for God's answers. It all takes practice, which is back to a word you keep saying, which is habits. Yeah, I think good habits are important. Yeah. And, and I remember when a couple of my atheistic, uh, agnostic friends said to me, oh, it must be nice to talk to your imaginary friend and mm-hmm. lean on him all the time, yeah. very sarcastically. <laughs> and I went, it absolutely is. And mm-hmm. indeed, I'm a very weak person. I need to lean on him all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And amazingly, he comes through for me. Why don't you try it? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, they don't want to. But it's the same principle mm-hmm. of what prayer really is. Right. Well, that goes back to what we talked about when it talks about being prayerful parents mm-hmm. is this idea that we can try willpower. Or we can yeah. let prayer tap us into God's power mm-hmm. in that way. And so when it comes to parents teaching kids to pray, is there a method for prayer or a simple way to start? You know, the Lord's Prayer is out there or yeah. the sinner's prayer. But what about just is there something that you did with your kids uh, that was either kind of a, a routine or a rhythm that you do? We sing songs at the yeah. table before say, meals. Songs so what are do y'all, great songs. That? I mean, scripture memory is yeah. great because yeah. it turns prayer takes scripture and turns it into something that's alive and real. I mean, scripture memory alone can get a little dull. But when kids see that gosh, this verse is in my heart and I couldn't actually pray this. That's, I think that's amazing. Yeah. And we had a little GT in the Halo Express to help us out. I don't even, know, I don't even think they're still Does around. Does anyone but, out yeah. there know what that is? Now we got that's Mike Adkins yeah, on some of our yeah, CDs. That's right. But, but this point is the same, something yep. to make yep. it musical. Yep. There, but there are little fun ways like the blessed prayer, B-L-E-S-S, which is to pray for somebody's the bodily health, their physical labor, their emotional health, their spiritual and their social. Any yeah. little thing that just kind of points them. I mean, the Lord's Prayer is a little one minute recipe when you get yeah. right down to it. I, I think the Lord's prayer is a great starting point to demystify that for them and turn it into something that gives them sort of a little guideline rather than just, you know, a rote, you know, a rote boring and, prayer. And you know, the, the prayer was uh, given to Jesus' disciples. Yeah. And frankly, I think it should be called the disciples' prayer, not the Lord's prayer, because they asked, they asked Lord, him. teach us to pray. Mm-hmm. They saw prayer worked saw, in his life, didn't yeah. work in their lives. Lord, teach us how to pray. And each line of the Lord's prayer is a recipe for how to pray. And, yeah. and you, when you do that, people who say to me, I can't even pray five minutes, my mind goes everywhere. I say, well, try to pray through the Lord's yeah, prayer. Yeah, that's a good one. Each line being a way that you pray. Well, and we've talked about prompts and prayer triggers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm grown up, I think reasonably. And, um, I like the prayer trigger idea, which is a very visual thing because that helps me pray without ceasing all day long. So when I see the bunnies, we've talked about the bunnies before, um, I pray, you know, actually that's the prayer trigger for one of our children. Now, Mm. um, I have prayer triggers for each child. I have a prayer trigger for him. When we have deer walking around our property, property. that reminds you to pray pray for for you. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's just funny how it's not a skunk, by the way. Thank you so much for the opossum. Make you a possum. <laughs> but there are things that we can do and teach our children to do that just sort of weave prayer into the rhythm of their normal life. Yeah. And acts, you know, adoration, confession, yeah. thanksgiving, yeah. and supplication, which is just a fancy word for means praying for somebody. That's another acronym that's been helpful in teaching our mm-hmm. children or anybody yeah. else how to pray. And, you know, one thing, we haven't talked about this, but movies, really good movies, can launch children into spiritual adventures. Mm. And they don't even always have to be Christian movies, but I think anything that gets children dreaming big mm-hmm. and then just starting to ask themselves the question, I wonder what God's got planned for my life. Yeah. And when they start dreaming and sort of formulating a life yearning or desire, I think that 
propels prayer in a way that nothing does. Yeah. I mean, dreaming and praying go hand in hand. So, so family home nights for us mm-hmm. were often pizza and movies, but Marilyn made very sure the movies had to have some sense of redemption. Mm-hmm. It had to be them. awesome movies, yeah. yeah. I really yeah. found that some set awesome. the stage yeah. for their own dreams and something beyond themselves. Mm-hmm. So Hoosiers, yeah. for example, yeah. the yeah. great movie of this small town Indiana team yeah. winning the state championship. We watched that several times because it encouraged David, especially with That's his right. basketball dream. And, and I think I wanted the children, this is me personally, I wanted the children to see that God was not threatened by that word impossible. And he loves that word impossible. And yeah. so to get the children to start to be daring to think, well, this looks impossible, but look what God can do. And I, I would tease the youngest one all the time because by the time we had him, I was 40 and everybody was like, mm. oh man, you've gone through so much infertility. You know, you had a boy, you had a girl. Why don't you just not sweat it anymore? Why do you even keep worrying about it and going to doctors? And I kept saying, because I think there's somebody else. Mm. And so I told Michael, it's God reminded me in so many different ways that there was another one. And aren't you glad I didn't give up before right. you got here? <laughs> you know, but just that whole idea of yeah. God loves the impossible. Mm. And, and the whole idea of scripture memorization again that Marilyn mm-hmm. used with GT and the Halo Express or any other songs that are out there is a great guys, yeah. way to memorize yeah. scripture. Again, right before they go to bed, listening yeah. to that really helps them put it in their minds. But also just some really simple Bible verses taught, things like nothing is impossible with God, Luke yeah. one thirty seven. Learn those simple little Bible verses, place them in their hearts. That increases their faith. And when they pray, they pray God's word. Yeah. But as you're talking, I'm thinking, but we have to be living and breathing that ourselves. If we, if we want scripture to become alive in our family and then prayer through that, we kind of have to have it ready to roll off our tongue. We don't have yeah. to be Bible scholars, but we have to have enough that's been meaningful in our life that just that verse you said just then, nothing's impossible with God. Well, we have to know that. We have to have experienced it. And then we have to look for that moment with our child where we say, I know this looks hard, but nothing's impossible. Another one for you, Marilyn, Romans eight thirty seven. we're more than conquerors yeah. through those who love that's Jesus. Right. Talk about mm-hmm. more than conquerors in reference to something you said just a bit well, earlier. Yeah, because, you know, my, my my little class in baby Greek, my professor <laughs> told me the story about Nike, you know, mm-hmm. the Greek word for victory. Yeah. And then he said, but you're going to love the fact that in Romans 8, 37, when it says more than conquerors, that's hyper Nike. Mm-hmm. I mean, like hyper. We all know the word hyper, right? We all use it to describe anything, especially our kids. More over but, the top, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to think about more than conquerors, you know, hyper Nike. How exciting is that for kids to start to... I think we need to get the kids in this busy, noisy world to enlarge their view of God and what mm. He can do. Yeah. God doesn't want you yeah. just to be a conqueror. He yeah. wants you to be a, a hooper in the Greek or yeah. hyper conqueror, hyper nike. Yeah. That's just yeah. unbelievable when you think about it. What's God's will for your life? He doesn't want you to be blah, uh, yeah. nothing. He wants you to be something more than you could ever hope for or imagine. Well, and more fun and entertaining than social media or television or movies or anything. That He's more entertaining. That He's worthy of our attention. I think that's. At the end of the day, maybe the thing that I would want my kids to walk away with is that prayer, and of course God really, is worth it. He's mm-hmm. worth my best. So we would be with our children and we would pray, Lord, we think you've got an incredible plan for yeah. one of our children. Yeah. We think it's beyond anything they could imagine. We pray that for them, mm-hmm. believing that's going to happen. And then when we're not even praying, we would speak those kinds of life yeah. words to them. We notice Ryan and Bethany with our four grandchildren doing that right mm-hmm. now. Oh, you're the most incredible grandchild I've ever seen in all my yeah. life. God's got yeah. a great plan for your life. And I think that's setting the stage for them to start praying prayers of faith. Right. And right. not that it was easy and not that they always behaved and not that everything was smooth you know but I think when you abide in Christ and you learn this thing in the light then when the tough times hit and we've had plenty of those when you abide in the light then you are able to endure Mm. when the times are dark and stormy and we all have those dark and stormy times yeah 
And the thing that I want to emphasize for parents is that we can we can speak of hyper hyper spiritualized mm-hmm. things, but it comes back to that relationship. Mm-hmm. And God created everyone with a, a longing, a desire for a relationship with mm-hmm. him. And so parents, you don't have to be super spiritual. Like yeah. Marilyn, you have said, you yeah. don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to have yeah. read the whole Bible or understand it or understand the Greek. You just have to start somewhere. And prayer is a healthy component mm-hmm. to healthy family. And it is a good thing yeah. to be to be excited about, to be proud about that prayer is incorporated into your family life. And it, it, just please don't reduce the faith to mere moralisms yep. where yeah. you're just going through the motions and doing the checklist, oh, yeah. I prayed today, but yeah. it wasn't a prayer of faith. It wasn't a believing prayer. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. birthed out of a relationship. Yeah. It's just cool that God gave us prayer. Don't you think yeah. about it? I mean, really, there are plenty of religions in the world where there's a God and there are humans, and they do their best to try to please whatever you know, um, mostly superstitious type stuff. But isn't it cool that we serve a God who has said, talk to me, yep. let's talk, yep. let's interact. You yeah. know, I'll actually listen to you and I want you to listen to me, no doubt about it, because I'm God and you're not, but yeah. I want you to talk to me. That's amazing. Right. And birthed out of grace, yep. that yep. wonderful word that's unique to the Christian faith, the grace mm-hmm. of God. We didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. But because he loves us so much, he gives us that grace. That should be the motivator because Jesus said, come unto me. Yeah. All of you who are heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest because I'm a gracious God who loves you so much. Now, if you really believe that, would you not pray? Yeah. I think so. And yeah. pray for your children? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been fantastic. Thank you for mm. speaking in again to our mm. parents. Is there any final piece of advice that you'd wrap this up? Well, I would say to all parents, something my dad said to me, and Todd, you know where I'm going. The night before I married mm-hmm. Marilyn, I asked my dad, hey, if the Lord should be so good to give us children, what's the greatest gift I can mm-hmm. give them? Yeah. And he responded immediately, love their mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the best ways you can love their mom is to pray with her. Mm-hmm. And when you have a husband and wife praying together in the prayer of agreement, especially for children, you can expect results and in the name of this series, see victory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are all kinds of parents out there and some of them are in less than ideal situations. They mm-hmm. might even be single parents. And I'm going to throw out again, the reminder of Matthew six thirty three, where we seek first the kingdom. Yeah. We seek that above everything and his righteousness and then all these other things will be added on. There are all these other things that follow that. And Marilyn, you reminded me too, there, there are a lot of homes out there that don't have both parents there. And I just want to make sure everyone listening who is in a single parent home understands that if you believe in Jesus, you're a covenant parent. Mm-hmm. And you have the ability to claim mm-hmm. that covenant promise for your child in the name of Jesus. It doesn't have to be two parents to claim that covenant no. promise. If you believe, that's enough. And that's what Paul is getting at in 1 Corinthians 7 when he said, you know, if you are just a believing wife, you stay in that marriage. Mm-hmm. and you pray and you believe because there's something that I can do if you're just the covenant partner alone. Mm-hmm. And especially if your husband or wife has left you, you continue to believe, you continue to work mm-hmm. hard. And I believe if you're faithful, God will continue to honor your prayer life with your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want to reemphasize one more thing as my final piece of advice mm-hmm. is what we've said over and over, more is caught than taught. And so you model this in your home, you know, uh, mom and dad, you model this. Dad, you model this. Mom, you model this. But even in the habits and routines that you form together. And don't, please, parents, let your kids see that mom's the prayer and dad's not. Mm -hmm. Because they'll see then the Christian faith is feminized. It's Mm -hmm. just for women. You dads take the lead. Let them see you take the lead. And you believe in an almighty, powerful God who works through your prayers to bring blessings to your family. When your kids see that along with the mother, man, they'll want the faith Mm -hmm. that you have. Yeah, yeah. You got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So just, you know. 
be brave, be courageous and mm-hmm. say, let's pray as a family <laughs> and let's start somewhere. Yeah, don't yeah. feminize yeah. prayer. Don't think yeah. it's just women's work. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. If you look in the Bible, uh, yeah. Paul said, I wish all men would raise their hands and pray. I mean, it, it's men. He knew the work. women were already praying, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Did Jesus yeah. pray? Hello. Yeah. And I think he was yeah. a man last time I checked. So yeah. men's work involves prayer. Please yeah. don't feminize yeah. prayer. Yeah. And it says pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. which again, at the end of the day, Moms and dads, sons and daughters, it's about the relationship it is. there that you it form is. with God. Well, thanks again for this. We've got Easter coming up in really just a couple days. So, David, why don't you give us a preview about Easter? Yeah, again, 17 services on our six campuses. Several of them will have a Saturday night service as well. Most of us will have at least two. Some will have three. Um, it will be the service of darkness beforehand on uh, all the campuses. Uh, that's that time to reflect upon the cross yeah. to get ready for Easter. So it's going to be 23 services in just about three days worth of time period. But if you go through each one and you prepare your hearts for the Easter service especially, you will come out with that sense of, I believe in a risen Lord Jesus Christ, and He is not only the hope of the world, He's my personal hope. Yeah, well, it's one of the best times of the year, and we'll have kids programming for birth through fifth grade. So we would love for for you all as families to start praying for family, friends, neighbors, and kids at school that your kids could invite to one of our kids' environment for an Easter service, along with our fantastic kids' environments and programs. So you can find out more about our service times at all our locations at foresthill.org. David, why don't you close us with prayer? Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, by the power of your spirit, I pray. And I ask, Lord, that every need that's out there for every person who's listening right now would be met in you. I pray they'd see your miraculous hand, your power working, and that as they experience you in power and might, they would then teach their children about the power of prayer so that they can experience the same thing. Be with Todd and all of his staff, all of those who are working so hard to develop a strong marriage and family ministries. We know as you do so, Lord, you are honored and pleased. So in Jesus' name, I pray this, believing that you're able to do anything we ask. Amen. Amen. Parent on parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest to you, visit foresthill.org.